Today's podcast is brought to you by my number one choice in tires, Pirelli. And since I used to be a race car driver, I know a thing or two about tires. The iconic tire brand is known for its long tradition of innovation, advanced technologies, and high-quality products. Pirelli recently added the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3 to its American range. Developed to go the distance, it comes with a 70,000-mile treadwear warranty. Choose more mileage, more comfort, more control with the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3. Ask your local dealer for a tune-up. Trust me, I'm a driver. Uh, my mom died when I was seven. My my dad went to work when I was 17, never came back. He 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 passed on a shipping disaster in England. An only child being orphaned at 17, that was obviously quite pivotal in ways that I didn't fully understand. But it nonetheless, what I've recognized in hindsight, what it did give me was the glimpse of the isolation. There's that feeling of separation, which is what most people experience. They feel disconnected from life, which is why life is all about survival. And if I my experience for myself is separate, then I have to fill in the blank, right? Be pretty, be smart, be wealthy. So my experience of separation was very visceral mm. because it was literal in terms of like, I am by myself. But then in hindsight, I was like, wow, I think much of it was so that I could get to the place of really having such a profound compassion for every human being's ego, which by design is the experience of separation. So I had the visceral experience, the literal experience, so that I really could fully relate when people feel like they're not loved, they're not good enough. This podcast exists because I love talking to people and I love going deep. The purpose is to plant seeds of inspiration. We enter a space of vulnerability and relatability. And what you realize is that we are so much more alike than we are different. To quote Ramdas, we're all just walking each other home. And the show is just one step. I'm Danica Patrick and I'm pretty intense. Yeah. I love to hear what's possible, but then, of course, hear what you do. So now I would love to hear some of these transitional moments for you. For me? Sure. Right, what got me to this mad ability to break down even the, the thickest like, concrete facade? I, I just, I'm so fascinated because I like, you're like my guru for uh, unpacking. You know, starting at the beginning, uh, my mom died when I was seven. My, my dad went to work when I was 17, never came back. He, he, he passed on a shipping disaster in England where the boat capsized, hundreds of people died. It was pretty pretty horrific because it was all covered on the news by virtue of the event. It wasn't like he was by himself on a motorcycle or something, like it was a, a nationwide event. Um, so, you know, and I, an only child being orphaned at 17, that was obviously quite pivotal in ways that I didn't fully understand. But it nonetheless, what I've recognized in hindsight, what it did give me was the glimpse of the isolation, right? So you gave the image of you up in this tower and your concrete dome. And there's that feeling of separation, which is what most people experience. They feel disconnected from life, which is why life is all about survival, because primarily we want to belong. And if I, my experience for myself is separate, then I have to fill in the blank, right? Be pretty, be smart, be wealthy, you know, right. wear the right clothes, blah, 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 whatever it is. So my experience of separation was very visceral mm. because it was literal in terms of like, I am by myself. It wasn't like I'm in a relationship like a lot of people are. They could even be married, but they feel lonely or they feel isolated or they could have a family, but they feel somehow, you know, discarded by the family. So they feel separated that way. But they have a family. I didn't have any of it. So at the time, it was just very painful and I didn't really know how to process. Certainly my mom when I was seven. 
But then in hindsight, I was like, wow, I think much of it was so that I could get to the place of really having such a profound compassion for every human being's ego, which by design is the experience of separation. So I had the visceral experience, the literal experience, so that I really could fully relate when people feel like they're not loved, they're not good enough, they're not you know, valued, whatever it is, because those are, I would assert, aspects of the isolated ego. So that was, that was you know, a bit of background. But my quote unquote, you know, awakening was um, just over 20 years ago, I was sitting in a rent control apartment in Santa Monica, everything that I possessed in this 200 square foot space. Um, and I'd gone through a breakup with a girl who at the time, in my understanding of love, was somebody that I loved. And I'm not denying the fact that I loved her, but my version of love was very limited. Like most people don't really understand what love is. Like, and I think they might've got a glimpse by virtue of your courageous sharing. Um, but she left me and I sort of fell apart and couldn't sleep and lost weight. And I was calling all my you know, guy friends, like, how do I get her back? And for the first couple of weeks, we'd been together for about a year and a half or so, maybe a little longer. And it was really the first time that I'd felt that essence of love. Like, you know, I'd had girlfriends and it was fun. And, but this is where I felt like, wow, this really could be something long term and, and meaning like a marriage or whatever and family. And so when she left, I really sort of fell apart. And we spoke for the first two or three weeks. And then there was this hiatus where I just hadn't heard from her for about five weeks. And um, my mind was ruminating. I couldn't sleep at night. And I, I could even remember literally one night I woke up. My mind was so active with all these questions, trying to figure everything out, that I literally screamed, shut up to myself, <laughs> <laughs> like out loud. So that was a first. Anyway, cut to the five weeks of sort of having no, you know, complete incommunicado. And I had these, these like annoying questions like, will I see her again? Is she dating somewhere else? Where is she? Will I have love like that ever again? Like all of these questions that were just like literally quite unanswerable until the moment where I got the answer to all of them. And it was so cathartic and it was so profound that the answer was three words. I don't know. And at that moment, like, will I see her again? Where is she? Is she with someone else? Will I have love like that? Whatever the question was, the accurate answer at that moment, given time, like literally was, I don't know, like that was, was the answer. And when I, when I got that, I realized, wow, that's the nature of life. Like I really got the fabric of the universe in terms of the linear progression of time through human being is complete uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. Yet, the ego, by virtue of the fact that it's living within a container of fear, is always trying to figure it out, like because it mm -hmm. wants to survive. Mm -hmm. So you've got this complete contradiction now of life is uncertain, but the ego wants certainty. And therein lies suffering. Mm. So right at that moment, I realized not only the answer to all my questions, but that gave me access to the actual fabric of life, which is uncertainty. But for the first time in my life, I was totally okay with it. Not that it mattered if I wasn't, because the answer was still the same, I don't know. But for me personally, I was okay not knowing. I, I've never felt such a degree of peace and freedom in my life, you know, the ripe old age of whatever I was in, 29, 30. Like it was just like, it was insane. And I can remember, and this is where the story gets even more profound, within 15 minutes, like literally maybe 12, 13 minutes of me having this epiphany, the phone rings, and it's her, and she's now crying, which is what I was desperately waiting for, and she says, I miss you so much. <laughs> so 
So now this speaks to the <laughs> quantum entanglement and right. energetics of everything. When, as Einstein said, spooky stuff happens at a right. distance. Is his <laughs> yeah, like exactly. definition understand. of entanglement? Yeah. <laughs> so she now it gets even crazier because not only was she like like calling within 15 minutes of me releasing my version of a concrete dome of like you know because my fear was of loss right no one's going to begrudge the fact that as a guy right. mm -hmm. falls in love mom died dad died okay whenever you meet someone of value hold on as like hard as you can mm -hmm. so my form of love was very genuine it was very loving very generous i did all sorts of things for her but it still had the underlying fabric of what i was here to reconcile which was my fear of loss mm. And so life had to fulfill on that for me too, just mm -hmm. as your mom, Bev, couldn't call you because if mm -hmm. she did, you wouldn't have to look at something, right? So likewise for me, she had to leave. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get what my soul was here to do, which was yeah. to reconcile the fear of loss. So as soon as that dropped and there was this like literal cascade of freedom and availability because I was now open, she could actually meet me. And that's where she felt in ways that she couldn't be conscious of. But she called me and said, I miss you so much. So now I was like you, I would assert, it's a bold statement, but you're a different human being by virtue of what you've just seen. And I was at that moment a completely different human being. I'd, I'd ascended a resonance. There's a different form of frequency. Yeah. So she did come back for a minute and it was beautiful and we still are in touch actually, we, you know, many, many years later, which is beautiful. But um, I, I, that relationship, quote unquote, had served its purpose for both of us. She got a lot out of it and I obviously got what I got out of it. Um, and then I went for dinner after she called and she was, oh, to finish the point. So she was actually in Australia, like no, New Zealand. She, oh like she goodness. was on the antipode, like she couldn't be further away. It wasn't like you both were having your coffee, something you normally do together. <clears throat> she was in a whole different time zone, whole different totally, continent. Whole different literally place. as far away on planet earth as you could be. And still the entanglement theory held. So that to me was so profound. So anyway, she eventually flew back a few weeks later, or whatever. We had another beautiful couple of months and then life took its course and we went each other's ways. And, and there was definitely a few years where we weren't in touch. And then through, uh, of all places, Instagram, we reconnected and it's been beautiful. But um, yeah, so that, that was really my, one of my big aha moments. And that was certainly, I would say, the catalyst for the journey of what I do now is recognizing sort of like Neo at the end of the matrix I saw I just saw the matrix. I saw the green numbers and I was like, wow, I spent my whole life and not even holding any kind of criticism myself, but being so scared of losing anything of value. Um, so when you say Neo and the matrix and the green and the black and the numbers, yeah. and I know this might sound like a dumb question. Yeah. But do you see things differently? Like literally see, see things? <laughs> no. I see dead people. I, I would say more than I see, I feel. Okay. And I do. I mean, like no one would have picked up on that breath that I picked up on. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying no one. That's a bold saying. But I'd say 99.9% mm -hmm. .9 of the world's population wouldn't mm -hmm. have picked up on the fact that energetically mm -hmm. I saw a shift in the mm -hmm. way that your breathing mm -hmm. was automated because of the release that was happening in your physiology mm -hmm. by virtue of the fact that you were seeing. So I see all of that energetically. It's not like mm -hmm. I see a number, but right. I can feel. I see the water behind the eyes. You weren't crying, yeah. but I could see it was accumulating. Uh -huh. So, and then I the can feel, also... The feeling matches up with sort of the cues that you start seeing. Yes. So I can feel the essence of where someone's going. I can hear in their words the yeah. choice of language, <laughs> where there's constraint, where there's protection, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Does this make it... I mean, does this make life easier or harder for you? Like from a personal standpoint, <clears throat> work... Fantastic, right? Yeah. Like you could unpack me here in a podcast that I'm supposed to, you know, like 
probably was no good plan to cry today, right? <laughs> um, which is beautiful and such a gift, such such an ability. Yeah. Um, but how does this show up for you personally? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I think with what's going on in the world right now, particularly, it sometimes is difficult. Yeah. You know, because I see the pretense, I see the lies, I see the corruption, I see the, particularly on the male side, the abuse, you know. Mm. And abuse is a strong word, and I declare it as abuse is anything but the absence of love, mm. you know. So, like, meaning people think of abuse as physical and sexual, and of course that's disgusting and abhorrent. But I would also say that a child that is not held and loved and adored, sure. and that's abuse, you know, yeah. if that's not present, right? Yeah. So you look at what's going on in the world under the pretense of like, this is for the environment. No, you're adulterating Mother Earth, Mother Nature with GMOs, covering it with glyphosate, which is like ruining our soils, ruining our rivers, yet you're saying that you're here to help planet Earth? No, it's a complete front. So that's where someone like myself, where everything is so categorically clear, that can be a little difficult. And even though we would like to think that people with resources and billions of dollars and they're educated would know better than to be doing what they're doing and the mandates and the tyranny and the lockdowns and the, you know, like you, what's going on with even the, the V word, the vax and like, you know, the mandating and you've got to, like you don't inject health and certainly not to somebody who's healthy and certainly with something that's got a 99.7% survival rate. You know, these are very sensitive subjects, but I'm just speaking categorically from a place of like understanding freedom, understanding love, understanding vitality to the depth that I do. And I'd assert there's not many people who know those depths as I do. Then all of this is completely asinine. It's completely insane what's going on right now. Even just recently, John Hopkins noted that 73, 74% of the people who died from COVID were obese. If we had a system in place, government, politics, healthcare, which is not healthcare, it's sick care, it's got nothing to do with health. Doctors are experts in uh, pathology and pharmacology. The right? drug dealers. Yeah, they, they are literally, it is a drug, you know, and a disease management system. But if we really cared for human vitality and health, then the things we would be mandating is that we would be mandating don't use glyphosate, don't eat GMOs, you know, make sure gyms stay open, make sure people understand meditation, the importance of sleep, make sure people understand the beauty of community and having conversations like this where we get rid of our dysfunction and our differences. Yeah. That would be where we'd spend, and we wouldn't even need the billions that they're spending, just spend a few million to educate right. people. You know, that, that would be then an indicator of a unity, an industry that cares about people. Pharma is not celebrating each quarter when their drug sales drop. That would people be- people don't need it. Right, that no. would be an indication exactly. of a company that is dedicated to health. No, that would inspire a lot of people to probably be fired and more ad money to be spent to try and promote the sale of drugs. They just want to make money. It's a business. We're all, you know, in our own way, trying to make a livelihood. But when it's under the guise of healthcare, that's when it becomes disgusting because it's not. It's about sick care and disease management and selling drugs. And now, especially with this sort of mandated energy that a lot of people are, rightly so, feeling defiant about and resisting because it's going back to the feeling. It might be what someone's saying, but they're feeling like, no, this, there's something up here. Even those who 
don't subscribe to conspiracy theories, whatever conspiracy theory means. That's another right. narrative an that the media that put out there. Like anti-vaxxer, it's just such a dumb statement. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are people going to accuse me of being like an anti-cocaina or like I'm an <laughs> anti-cancerer? Yeah, I'm an anti-Coca-Cola because I don't drink it. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, no, I'm pro-health, right? I'm pro-vitality. Right. I'm pro-love. I'm pro like people like really maximizing their own potential. So all of these statements that are thrown out there are sadly driven by, you know, these agendas. And that's just where people are at. So where am I at? And is it difficult? It is. But again, I just keep doing what I keep doing. And I keep resonating with whoever's ready to listen. And I keep Mm. bringing as much love as I can, even for those people who think that they're doing the right thing and that whatever agenda they have, they need to have more control. They want to have more money. I'm like, you got billions of dollars. Like, seriously, you need more? Like, like just let people live their lives. And let's, mm-hmm. you know, as cliche as it is from whatever, the LA riots many, many years ago, what was the expression? Like, can't we all just get along? <laughs> can't, we all, can't we all just get along? Can't we all just get along? So apparently we can't yet. But I'm doing whatever I can to uprise, you know, people's awareness and consciousness so that people go, oh, hang on a minute. You know, it looked like you were coming from a place of caring, but actually it's self-preserving in its nature and you're disregarding the most important part of your life, which is yourself. Yeah. And when people start to really recognize and revere life is the word I use, like honor life, you know, like, yeah, when I was a kid, maybe I'd see a spider and I'd kill it, you know, because you don't know. And then I'm like, that's a spider. Like, I mean, do I have to kill it? Could I maybe put it on a piece of paper towel and take right. it outside? Is it right. that difficult? You know? So it's just having a different conversation about how we look at life, we value life, each other. Right now, unfortunately, we live in a paradigm where there's harm of self, you know, we just saw it on camera, harm of other and harm of planet Earth. That is the paradigm we live in. There's harm and abuse is normalized. You know, I saw a meme today, which was, it's so telling that, you know, he said, oh, thank God my 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 son doesn't have to put up with Pepe Le Pew, you know, whatever that's. Pepe Le Pew? Yeah, like Pepe Le Pew, they just canceled him, oh. like again, like this whole canceled Disney thing, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's right. I just heard that. There's can't, the, all so, the kinds of Disney shows. Yeah, so dumb. Like, so they canceled Pepe Le Pew, and he said, thank God that they canceled that, but at least my son can play Auto Theft or, or whatever, Thought of Theft, Grand Auto, Theft Grand, Auto Grand, or Grand something Theft like Auto. that. I don't know, video games. Me neither. But... Where he can kill someone and yeah. burn a hooker to death because he doesn't want to pay her. Like, that's okay. Or like the other one was like, you know, song of the year is Cardi B or whatever her name right. is. Like, what? Wap. That's song of the year. But Dr. Seuss is like completely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I deal with from a perspective of what I would say is, you know, some pretty decent eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's madness. It's absolute insanity. But I hold a space and I hold for the new world, the new paradigm that people want to step into, which yeah. is more harmonious which is a more loving, which is more based in vitality. Like even here, we just nudged in the right direction because you found more love for you. You found more love and compassion for Bev. Yeah. And that's a healing. Yeah. So that's what I'm committed to. I love that. And do the best Well, you I can. said yourself, others, and the planet, right? Yeah. But it, so it's starting, if you love yourself a little more, yep. you're going to love the other person a little more. Yeah. You're going to love the planet. Like it, they all, it's a, it's a, they all go hand it's in hand. It's a natural cascade. Yeah. As they say, hurt people hurt people. And that's what we're seeing right now is a lot of hurt people who are really hurting a lot of people, you know, and it's what the thing that I struggle with as, you know, being a very sensitive man, which I like about me, mm-hmm. is the harm to millions of people under the guise of this is for your health and safety. 
you know? And if pharma said, hey, listen, we don't really give a shit about your health, but we're making a killing on opioids because yeah. it's not only something we give in hospitals, but people actually become addicted, which is great for business. Like, I kind of have a little bit more respect, you know, because it's like, at least they're being honest, you know? So we, we got a long way to go. We got all of the industries, agriculture, politics, like education. You know, they're all built on egos, which are founded in hurt and being scared. And so people are going to do whatever they have to to dominate and control. And But I still believe in life and that people really fundamentally want to come from a place of love and yeah. joy. And, you know, yeah. we all want that same essence of yeah. we want to feel happy. We want to feel well, you know. Well, is this the Great Awakening then? I'd like to think so. I'm committed to it. I'm going to keep doing what I I can to keep ushering. You know, like we got another one. If and I got to cry again, guys, I I'll let her. I'll I'll go there. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes the healing. Whatever's going to help the healing. My healing is your healing, right? Yes. As I said, you you know, as as grandiose as the word I use, but it, it is a nudge in the right direction by yeah. virtue of the fact that you just came out of your concrete dome. You came down to the earth. You've connected with me. You've connected with your viewers. And, you know, now you get to connect with Bev, you have a different resonance to come from, which is not a victim of her behavior, but rather your own perpetrator. And that you can be responsible for in a way that makes you a bigger human who can contribute and let other people see where maybe they're being responsible for things that they don't want to quite own. Cheers to that. Wow. Yeah. I want to play this interview back for myself about 15 times. (laughs) Welcome everyone to do the same. Yes. If you want. What a beautiful Thank time. You. Like, you know, not bad for our first encounter. Right. Yeah. So weekly sessions for the next six years? Yeah. I'll just invoice you. <laughs> That's fine. The good news is I, no. can, I, can, I can handle it. Well, listen, it. <laughs> at 38, like, you know, like, I mean, first of all, thank God, because that's like, you know, perhaps we just took out God knows what are the potential issues and relationships and physiological sicknesses that could have happened, the cancers of the world, which yeah. I could speak to a lot about the energetic transference Man. there. But, you know, like you do a you, whole a whole another show on just pure wellness. Yeah. And that's what I got coming up, actually, in the middle of April, oh, okay. like a health workshop, which health is fun. workshop. So not, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how far I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. It's just a 90 minute thing, but it'll be fun. But but anyway, my point is, you get to be it, it catches people though. People want to be healthy. Yeah, of course, they want to lose weight, or they want to look better. Or they want yeah. anti aging, and so All you know, whatever means to get people engaged is, um, yeah. you know, I mean, I keep hearing so much. I'm um, being in LA, like you know, kids. They want you know their wine to be you know uh, biodynamic and you sulfate-free. know vegan, sulfate free, yeah. and organic, and you know, like. Yeah. Kids like kids that are like would never go to a fast food restaurant because they're like, no, I'm not going to eat that stuff. So there, there is some waking up going on. There is, yeah. there, it is, it is happening. But um, yeah, I mean, it's but, funny. Uh, I drive around town, and I, I, you know, from my perspective as a visionary, I look at like what's what's the potential of a human being, right? And if we look sure. at it, you know, as a species, we're really, really like embarrassing, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, if oh you my god, there's a great meme. It's like a, it's an alien meme or extraterrestrial meme where it's something like, oh, um, you know, something about making contact or or are they evolved or how evolved are they? And they go, they have their guns pointed at themselves. Yeah. This isn't good. No. And if <laughs> like you put gun, put anything in place of that, right? Where yep. self-inflicted. Self-harm, self-abuse. So yeah, I mean, if you just like people watch like a lot of like us do, like at an airport or wherever we would previously when we were going out. But, you know, you look around, it's not like, wow, 
Like we are inspiring as a species. I mean, this is no judgment. It's the state of affairs. It's, you know, it is what it is. But like John Hopkins, 75% of people who died from like um, COVID were obese. You know, I think it's four in five are overweight. You know, these numbers are pretty horrific. So if you were to look at the sliding scale of a human being's potential, which I love, I'm all about health optimization. Like if we look at pharma, and again, pharma's doing whatever it does, but they're, they're managing disease. That's sort of zero to minus 10. I'm a zero to plus 10 kind of guy, like health optimization, biohacking. I have a hyperbaric chamber in my house. You I've know, got it's one like, too. Nice. See, that's a commitment <laughs> to health, right? Versus trying to manage a right. sickness, right? right? But anyway, people are doing the best they can. No judgment, because sometimes people hear this and they don't know what to do because they're on their meds and they're doing the best they can. But my point was driving around town, you look at some of these businesses, and I'm not going to call out individual names because, again, that's a business, but these fast food joints, right? You're driving up to a hatch where someone is giving you food, and I get sometimes it's just an economical conversation because it's a, it's affordable, mm-hmm. but at what expense in the long term, right? Yeah. And the expression I use is like, you know, and we've heard it all many times, but if you don't want to be responsible for your health now, then you are saying you're going to let someone else be responsible for your sickness in the future. Yeah. And so... Um, I was just thinking, you know, at what point in the evolution of, of our species will these fast food places just be redundant? They're like they don't belong based on the evolution that we've gone through such that our height of frequency and consciousness is no one would ever eat at a place like that. So they don't, they don't exist. Well, it's our participation that keeps it going. Yeah, and, and the again, same like with you drugs. Said, so unfortunately, sometimes it's because it's cheap or something like that. Yeah. But like at some point in time, we have to start caring more about ourselves. Yes. And, and, and even if something's harder, putting value of putting, shifting the values of things, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. your health and well-being other than you know, fitting in one more meeting or who knows whatever it is. But, um, but it is, but it, I, for sure, no matter what the institution is, structure, business, it is our participation that keeps it going. Yeah. If we don't like the news, stop watching it. Yeah. Because I promise when the ratings go down and no one's watching it anymore, there won't be any money to keep it going. No, I, I, you know, again, not that I'm a poster child for anything, I do what I can and I come from a place of love and help as much as I can. But, you know, if pharma was reliant on me, they would have gone out of business 20 years ago. Right, exactly. Because that was the last time I touched anything, right? And that's not to say that I wouldn't need something in the future and I'm grateful for acute intervention and triage and emergency. Amazing. Trauma, exactly. Like, I mean, it's like magical how they save people's lives, pull them out of a wreck. You know, Tiger, Tiger Woods just was in his crash. A friend right. of mine had a brain tumor. They robotically went There's in there. Took it. For, I mean, it's amazing. For doctors, for yes. sure. And I think people like sometimes poo-poo the whole thing. And I think there is absolutely the conversation yeah. of like, let's bring the best of everything. Like I'm an Ayurveda practitioner. Ayurveda is brilliant for diet, lifestyle and preventative and real health. Yeah. But I would be remiss if like someone was in a car accident and I brought them to my house and I said, hey, let's rub some turmeric paste on that femur that's coming out of your, you know, that's no. Here, that's- let's try and push you to sleep with some lavender. Here, <laughs> sniff this. Here, does that work? Are you asleep yet? Don't worry about the fact that you're not breathing. It's okay. <laughs> Use it as a meditation. No, my lungs are punctured. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We, we, okay. Dig- yeah. we laugh. We digress. Yes. But everything um, has its place. And I think yeah. right now there is such a, there's a skew because of the manipulation and the control and the greed and, you know, really these seven deadly sins or whatever we talk about, like are just a little bit too in play as far as I'm concerned. But 
Let's keep having the conversation to up level everybody's awareness and the awakening、Amen. and the consciousness,、yeah. more love. You know, thank God you pulled you out of your concrete dome, and now you're not like walking around. I'm like, frolicking somewhere around here. Yeah. Oh, there I am. Liberated oh, I am. and、I'm、free、everywhere. and loving everyone, and yes. So that's that's a good step in the right. I I feel good about my day today. I just made the world a better place. Damn it! You did. And, just have to say yes. Yes. Show up. Yeah. Be honest. Be vulnerable. Pleasure to be with you, my dear. Thank you. I'm excited to see what unfolds for you now.、Huh. Well, you're gonna figure it out because we got weekly calls, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously, we just scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was a that was a big one. That was definitely big. That was、yeah. profound. Because, because、yeah. as beautiful and sensitive as I can see you to be, you obviously did create a pretty strong facade, which has lent itself to a lot of success. I'm sure without that, you wouldn't have been able to accomplish what you've done. So,、yeah. even our quote unquote protection mechanisms aren't without their value. It's just to what degree does it actually isolate us from even greater potential? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited to see what you know life brings you and. Um, what you get to experience of yourself from this much more、mm. liberated, loving, and、uh, available aspect of who you are. Thank you for opening it up. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Good ending. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.